Hi, this is Colin McCallan. Thank you for listening. Please help us out by leaving us a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you. Welcome to Is This Legal? Here are your hosts, attorneys Colin McCallan and Russell Hedges. Hello, hello, everyone out there in Podcastville. My name is Russell Hebbets. We're here with another episode of Is This Legal? I am sitting next to my partner in crime, Mr. Colin McCallan Esquire. What's going on, everybody? So today, we are going to be talking about masks in America. Ooh, I didn't know we were getting political, Russ. It's not... (laughs) I didn't know this was going to be a political show. Isn't it it crazy that that is a political trigger now? It does seem like it is, Um, but uh, we're... We're going to take this episode to kind of break down the legality or illegality of wearing masks, um, what uh, uh, consumers or customers who are going into a private business need to know, or if you're going to a government building, what small businesses and private business owners should know about uh, masks, and whether or not the American Disabilities Act Uh, has any bearing on a person's right or not to wear a mask, right? Yeah, we're going to get to all these things, and so let's let's dive in. Um, So a bunch of states, I think you just told me, Colin, that how many states have mandatory mask policies? I I didn't count them, but it, it looked like roughly there's less than half, about 20 to 25 states in the country are currently requiring their citizens to wear masks in public. All right, so these are the chief executive officer of a state who are saying everyone who's a citizen of my state has to wear a mask. Right. How is that possibly enforceable? It's not really. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I've heard of one case where a person has been cited uh, or you know charged criminally for their refusal to wear a mask. But nevertheless, um, you know, for, for example, here in the city and county of Denver, um, the mayor uh, put out an, essentially a mayoral executive order requiring everybody in the city to wear a mask, and it's punishable by a up to a $999 fine or up to a one year in jail. So it's, so now, it's again, key. no one's been cited there, but this, there is criminal teeth to this if you violate the statute. So, but, but that's key because that executive order came along with a statute. So under Denver's municipal code, you have to comply with that executive order. So that's the enforcement mechanism for that executive order by the mayor of Denver. So otherwise, you know, an executive order on its own, if it's not tied to some sort of statute, some sort of law on the book that the legislature has passed, then it's just floating there. Then you maybe have the remedy of going to court, getting a judge to order, you know, a cease and desist order, for example. Like, let's say you have a business that just keeps letting people come in and the mayor thinks it's a public health issue because no one's masked and the the employer, the business doesn't care. You can send a cease and desist order. You can get a judge to issue an order to cease and desist. Then it's punishable by contempt of court. Yeah, that very thing actually is going on right here in Colorado with a uh, a popular racetrack called Bandemir Speedway. They have drag races there. They also have, you know, big. They had a big Fourth of July celebration. <laughs> big, big Fourth of July blowout. Yeah, and 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 so they received one of those cease and desist letters, and they, uh, you know, the the state actually sent some undercover uh, agents from the health department 
at some of these events. And, and <laughs> I have no idea. The health yeah. department had spies. They do. They do. <laughs> and uh, basically, there's this big racetrack that is planning this big event this weekend. They are currently under a restraining order to not hold this event, and they're basically saying, we're, we're doing this. So it'll be interesting to see um, what the state of Colorado is going to do about this speedway, how they're going to go after this person, how they're going to enforce the owners of the speedway to comply with the order. And, and that's, you know, you saw that, that hit the news as it was happening. Like, local news was covering this and watching just people streaming into this venue. Right. Um, and, I mean, it was just thousands it was, and it was there. A, it was a flagrant violation of the, of the mask policy because in that county, it, well, there was, there was not only a mask policy, but there was also social distancing requirements that, right. th- that were flagrantly being disobeyed yeah. by. But they couldn't, law enforcement, no one could do anything about it until, until you got right. this court order. Exactly. So that's, so that's how executive orders are enforced. But So let's, let's talk a little bit. Um, I mean, actually, you have a little uh, anecdote from just when you were in court recently, right? So I went to court today for the first time in person in about four months because, you know, court has been going on, but it's all being done virtually, like over Zoom calls and WebEx and stuff like that. And so I actually had a matter that required me to go to Arapahoe County Court today. And Russ, I was pretty amazed. Um, I wore a mask. I, I, assume, my... I assume everyone was masked up. 100% compliance? Not only were, were, were people not wearing masks, but there was no requirement on the part of court security or the sheriff's department making people put a mask on. And I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was walking around the courthouse and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really packed, but there were enough people there, probably 50 people, and I would guess half of them weren't wearing masks. And I, I was so amazed by this. And I went down to ask the security. I said, are, are you guys requiring people wearing masks to come to this government building? And they said, nope, we're not. Um, we The best we can do is a recommendation. We are letting people in without masks. They don't have to wear a mask. And, you know, we're, we're about to start opening up the state for jury trials, uh, you know, where people are going to be necessarily confined in a very small play, uh, space. But according to Arapahoe County government, um, they're not requiring masks to go in the courthouse, which was pretty surprising. So that, that's kind of what spawned this discussion about, okay, what's the law? What do you have to do? Where can you wear a mask? Where can you not wear a mask? And I'll, I'll tell you, when, when I heard that story, you know, we, we looked into this a little bit. And, you know, Governor Polis, the governor of Colorado, issued a, an executive order saying that government offices, which the courthouse is clearly a government office and facility, um, all members of the public must wear medical or non-medical face coverings that cover the nose and mouth. So that policy of Arapahoe County is in contradiction to the governor's executive order. And again, we're right back to the fact that that executive order doesn't have any teeth in that situation, so they can do it. But, you know, let, let's move on. The, the power to actually implement these comes from the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution, which says... The Colorado Constitution, the United States Constitution. United States Constitution. So that is the protections we all have. And the Tenth Amendment says powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively. What that means in common, common language is if the Constitution is silent about something as to the power of the United States federal government, the states have that power. And that is what gives states the power to impose these mask mandates 
on the citizens of the state. All right. Well, Russ, you've been talking about the Tenth Amendment, but um, I've read the Constitution, and I know that there's something in there called the First Amendment, which says that I have a right to free speech. I have the right to peaceably assemble. Um, it sure seems like you telling me that I have to wear a mask violates my First Amendment right. And, 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 and I, I want to go into any one of these stores, and I want to tell them, you know what? I, can, I don't have to wear a mask. This is my First Amendment. It is being under attack. And darn it, I want to get my broccoli. Well, and, <laughs> and you want to get your broccoli without a mask. You want to be able to want, smell your broccoli. I want to smell it. You want, want to lick it, it if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I want to throw it on the floor. <laughs> you know, everything. Yeah, but, but, but what about the First Amendment? What would you say to that? So even though the First Amendment is number one and the Tenth Amendment is number ten and it seems like, you know, you're nine spots too late, no, that is not a justification to flaunt these mandates because there is always a public health exception. So here's an easy thing for people to equate it with and to understand. You can't, um, tons of states have smoking bans, right? You yep. can't smoke in restaurants, right? Sure. Even if you say you have the First Amendment right to smoke, you can't smoke in restaurants. Right. Everyone knows the signs that are posted in Tons of restaurants, no shoes, no shirt, no... Enchilada. Well, if it's a Mexican restaurant, I think you're right. <laughs> but no, no, uh, no service. No service, yeah. exactly. So, so you're saying that basically private businesses and even government buildings, yeah. it, it, it's that kind of a thing. No shirt. I, I can't walk into a courthouse naked, can it's, I? It's, and, and for like restaurants and things like that, it's even more on point because it's a health issue. Absolutely. It's a health issue. You have to take care of people's health. It's not just the person who's trying to walk in with no shoes, no shirt. It's a health issue and it affects the other people. And that is why you don't, the, the First Amendment doesn't com cover everything right. that sure. any person does. Well, and I would also maybe argue, like, it, it gives you a right to free speech. I don't know if that extends to being able to walk into a store without a mask. That seems like a little bit of a stretch to me. But no, no, wait a minute, though. We've, we've all probably seen these YouTube videos of uh, the Karens. And, and by the way, if your name is Karen out there, I am. So sorry for you out there. It just seems like this is a really terrible year to be named Karen. I mean, I, I actually know someone who on social media, her name is Karen, on social media, she changed her social media name because she was sick of the blowback from being Karen on social media. And she's a white woman. That's hilarious. <laughs> I actually know another uh, woman named Karen. Uh, was a former client of ours, but she changed her name because she had a felony conviction. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, so, same, same thing. Same thing yeah, yeah. I mean, if your name's Karen, bad news, right? Um, but anyway, we've seen these videos of the people who are kind of videotaping themselves going in to a Walmart, and they're being turned away, and they're throwing a hissy fit. So and, and by the, but before you make your point, like if anyone hasn't seen these videos, <laughs> just go on YouTube. Type and in Karen. Type in type in Karen videos, <laughs> and I mean you're going to get at least 20 minutes of pure entertainment. Yeah. Um, but and, and I think we can see that a lot of these people are just trying to make waves and stir the pot. They don't like wearing masks, and they want to make a point. Now, Russ, what about people though who? have some sort of disability, who have some sort of medical condition where, where wearing a mask is actually harmful to their health. 
I mean, that person needs to go to the store. That person needs to grocery shop. That person needs to buy an iPhone. What is that person SOL if they want to go into a store so without that, a mask? That's that's a really interesting topic because that that exists. There are people who have medical conditions that prevent them from wearing a mask. And it could be breathing issues, asthma. asthma. Yeah. Um, I saw like some people who, if you have autism, autism yeah. and have sensory issues, yeah. where you can't have something on your face. Exactly. So there are a class of people who do fall under the protection of the ADA or the Americans with Disabilities Act. And what, what's the purpose of that act, Colin? The purpose of that act is basically to force public entities, uh, public buildings, private stores, private businesses to not discriminate against handicapped people. Right. So that's where uh, certain businesses will have to have ramps right. uh, into their building. They will have to have sliding exactly. doors. You know, they're going to have to have handicapped bathrooms. All of that stuff comes from the ADA. And so there's there, there are people who have these disabilities uh, who can't wear a mask and, and what what recourse do they have? Are they able to invoke the ADA in order to require a business to comply with allowing them to, I guess, shop in that business? Yeah, so there's there's it gets a little bit com complicated, but there's a couple things. Like, first of all, yeah, the, the place has to make sure that there is a real disability, right? So you can't have someone like... People may have seen the cards that were showing up on social media where it's a card that says, I have, I have a disability, disability right. under the ADA and you can't make me wear a mask. Yeah, that's so, not enough probably. And, and that's not a thing. Like yeah. those, the ADA doesn't issue cards to people that say you don't have to wear a mask. But getting back to it, it's like, can, is there a reasonable accommodation that the business can make to allow that person to, to proceed, right? Right. Okay, so so that's that's what that's what the ADA would require, right? They they would require a business to say, okay, you have a blanket policy where you're not letting people into your store without a mask on. That's fine, but what are you going to do if a person shows up there? Do you have a reasonable modification you can make to your policy? And and actually, there are a lot of guidelines out there that show what a, what a reasonable modification to the policy is. Um, you could allow the person if they can't wear a mask, you can ask them to wear a clear face shield. Right. Um, that allows them to breathe more uh, clearly. You can you can allow for online orders, curbside pickup, uh, delivery if possible. You can have the person wait in their car. Maybe if it's that business where someone can help shop in the store for the person, they can have you know conduct the the transaction at the car. There's a lot of things that these are all modifications that a business can employ. For someone like this right and so and, and if you can employ those great then problem solved right um, but what if you have someone who goes in there and is just adamant I am going to shop in the store and I'm not gonna wear a mask and it's because of my medical condition first do they do they have to disclose the medical condition so this is really interesting um, there's we've all heard of HIPAA right I mean this sure sounds like a HIPAA violation we HIPAA is the federal law that basically protects our privacy, where we don't, we're or medical really, records. Yeah, we're never under an obligation to disclose what what's going on with our personal medical records. Right. However, um, if you're one of these businesses and and someone wants to come in and assert that they have a condition under the ADA that requires them to not wear a mask. Um, the business is allowed. They're not able to ask what the condition is, but they are they are able to ask. Look, 
Um, do you have a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits your activities? And can you demonstrate that wearing a mask right. will uh, will be harmful will, to you? Right, you have exactly. to have a nexus there. So you know, so if a, per, if a person is in a wheelchair for a broken leg, right. they don't get to wheel themselves in a Walmart without a mask and say, "Hey, I'm I'm handicapped. Uh, you have to let me in." Right. It, the, the 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 handicap has to be related to the mask wearing. Yeah, and you can ask them what kind of benefit do you get from not wearing a mask. Right. And you can't ask what the condition is, right. but you can say, why do you need this? Why do you need this? Exactly. And so if if it's determined that someone has an actual disability under the ADA and they qualify and you think they're not just out here trying to raise a stink and they're not making a point about their First Amendment rights or anything like that, then Businesses could still, if they want to, they could still deny entry if they can show a significant risk to the health and safety of others. And I think that's kind of a catch-all when we're talking about COVID-19 because, I mean, ultimately, if a person is walking into a store without a mask, one almost has to assume that they have the virus, right? You, you, you have to say, okay... You, you're posing a health to my business, and I think that might allow you to, to turn the person away. It might, and I, I, think, I think there's some gray there. I think if you have a person who otherwise looks and seems perfectly healthy, um, I think you might get tested in court with that. If you, on the other side, have a person who is coughing and who is sweating and who just looks like, they're, looks like they have a virus, you're on super solid footing right there. Right. There's, there's a couple of pieces of advice I think we can pass on here based on what we've read. If you are a customer or a potential customer um, of a business and you have a disability that qualifies under the ADA that, w- that you think wearing a mask would be harmful to you. Then you should just go there and test it in person, right? <laughs> no, you should not. Don't show up with your video <laughs> camera and your YouTube. Uh, ready to go. Don't do that. Be proactive. Contact the business in advance of going. Right. Um, you know, I actually think it's a good idea for you to have some medical records on hand. Yeah, you you may not want to disclose that information, but what do you want to do more? Do you want to keep your privacy intact or do you want to shop? Right. You know, if, it, it might be helpful to you. Hey, I've got emphysema. Breathing with this thing is really harmful. Can we work something out? Can you can can I give you money and can one of your attendants like if I show up at ten o'clock right. can someone meet me and do shopping? The, Call ahead and be proactive. Yeah, there's there's workarounds and that'll make it much much easier. Likewise, Russ, what would you tell a business? What what should a business do in order to prepare for that type of a customer? Well, I think you know everyone has seen. Um, some of the videos that have been out recently and I think a lot of businesses are handling it well um, because you really you really do get a sense of whether someone's testing the system or whether they actually have uh, an impairment under the ADA and you know if they do you know you try to work with them you try to find a workaround and if you have someone who's just being obstinate I think you're within your power just to escort them out and say I'm sorry you, you can't do it yeah. You're also, as a business owner, you're not going to be required to bend over backwards for these customers. Like if they say something, like, well, a reasonable accommodation would be you let me in the store a half hour early uh, without my mask. No, that's an unreasonable burden. That's going to require manpower to open the store early. Right. That's going to cost dollars to the business. They don't have to do things like that. It's all about that term "reasonable," as it's right. so often in the law, right, Russ? <laughs> and it's what's so, reasonable, right? This, and that's why there's so many lawsuits. Um, so let's let's move on. Let's talk about what you know. We're talking about what people can do coming into businesses, but what about employers? 
Um, can your employer say you are not coming to work unless you're wearing a mask? Yes, they can. They absolutely can. And that comes directly from OSHA, yep. the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. It is statutory. It's a federal statute. And explicitly in there, it says employers may require their employees to wear masks. And that makes sense when you think about it for two seconds. I mean, if you're a general contractor, you have to have all your people wearing hard hats, right? right. You're on a construction site. You know, you can't have bricks falling off the third floor of the building you're building. Right. Knocking someone out or killing someone. Yep. You have to wear steel-toed boots. It, it's just like that type of a requirement. And it's within the rights of employers to require it, their employees to wear And it covers mask. liability for everyone. It's just a good idea. <laughs> it's a good it's, idea. It's a right? safe idea. So, so if you are required, if your boss tells you to wear a mask... Go ahead and wear a mask. Yeah. And, you know, you, you or don't, get another job. Or get another job, right, if you don't want to. So, um, look, folks, I think what we're trying to do here is keep everybody off YouTube. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be the manager on YouTube. You don't want to be the customer on YouTube on this mask. You don't want to be getting into fistfights about masks. Please don't be those people. All you want to do is be enjoying YouTube. You want to, watch, you want to be a viewer. You want to watch other people do this. So, so one last thing that I saw, I thought was interesting, because you know, the, this this whole conversation begs the question of why do we need these mandates if there is if there are scientific studies if the CDC is saying masks limit exposure they help to lower the risk of infection why doesn't the government just put out those statistics and everyone can look at them and everyone can decide that they're going to go ahead and believe it and the answer Colin is that there have been specific studies on this. There have been specific studies as it relates to seatbelt laws, some with uh, childhood vaccine laws, which we're not going to get into vaccines. <laughs> this is not a vaccine conversation. Please don't send us hate mail about vaccines. <laughs> but the studies clearly show that when the government actually comes out and mandates something, you get a higher level of compliance. Correct. So it's not enough to say seatbelts save lives. Here's a study that shows people who were not belted in died at a 50% higher rate right. than people who were. Some people will go ahead and use seatbelts there. But if the government says, we're going to actually make a law that says you have to wear a seatbelt and you're going to get ticketed, if not, the compliance rate goes up dramatically. Well, and I think that's what we're after here, right? We're not really trying to put pe get people in trouble for not complying with these laws. We're really just trying to create some social peer pressure, right? Where we as a society can say, "Hey, we this is actually a good idea." And if most of us get on board with this, that seems like it's going to be a good thing, right? Right. So. And, and that just kind of snowballs on itself. Yep. So, guys, that's what we have for you today. Um, thank you so much, as always, for being loyal viewers, listeners. And for anyone who is not a loyal listener and this is your first time, welcome. And hopefully you enjoyed the mask conversation. As always, follow us on social media. You could check us out on Twitter, Is This Legal Pod. You could check us out on Facebook at Habits McCallan. And um, if you can, go ahead and subscribe. Anything I missed, Colin? Nope. Thank you, everyone, and have a great rest of your weekend.
You've been listening to Is This Legal? See you next time.